son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen, or simply human beings, here to the CR Podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back here today for all of you seeking refuge from the soap opera of fake politics, fake Republican politics. We are the only truly independent conservative source of news, views, what is important, and what needs to be done about it. We're all about Chronicles 1232. Men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. What are the times? What do we ought to do? That's what we're going to be talking about. And look, we have one thing after another. We have the border invasion. We have the balls cutting and breast cutting and porn and grooming throughout our society, the collapse of our society, the collapse of families, marriage. Um, we have, obviously, the poisoning of people in East Palestine. You got the the banking insanity where our government spent us and printed money into oblivion and created an unimaginable catch-22 in our financial markets. You got Ukraine where we are funding with hundreds of thousands, hundreds of uh, billions of dollars, I was saying thousands of dollars, billions of dollars, um, this insanity, this cover-up, whatever they're trying to do there. And then we have the dog that didn't bark. For the rest of this week, we're going to return largely back to the biggest thing ever, the biggest pro-life issue. There's life, liberty, property in that order in terms of importance. Well, human life dropping dead in numbers never seen before in humanity, and we know largely what it's from. It's from something that they're just getting started on technology-wise. And unfortunately, it appears that even among those that took these shots, this might be the opening act just from these shots as they build the biomedical surveillance, security, tyrannical, and experimental state upon us and here we are, three years to the anniversary of the rise of the Fourth Reich, and there is no impetus to do anything about it. So we're going to go through some of the latest news on that, how this ties into, again, the presidential election as well. First, our sponsor today, those of you who wondered, hey, what's it like to meet Daniel and other people in this audience? Well, now is your chance to meet me out in Fredericksburg, Texas for our latest constitutional defense course hosted by Patriot Academy, America's constitution coach, Rick Green. If you go to patriotacademy.com slash Daniel, you could sign up for for many courses, by the way, but I'm going to be at the inaugural one on Patriot Academy's new campus, April 23rd, begins Sunday evening. It goes through Thursday. You will spend four complete days at the range learning how to hone in your marksmanship, properly draw from the holster, 
clear malfunctions, win a gunfight. It is so much fun. The weather should be great in April that time of year over there. Um, I, I have my uh, ticket down to San Antonio. There's uh, plenty of accommodations. You could stay in a hotel or VRBO at uh, Fredericksburg or some of the areas around there. We got a lot of retirees in the audience uh, living in Texas, so there's no excuse. It's a two thousand dollar package that is you know subsidized, so it's just five hundred dollars for the actual course. Obviously, you got to take care of accommodations and your guns. Um, if you have any questions about the logistics, you can email defense at patriotacademy.com uh, to get one of Rick's sons, and they'll they'll take care of you. But again, space is limited. We have a lot of people filling up, and I'd love to see you out there. It would be amazing to get together. Patriotacademy.com slash Daniel. So, folks, what if I told you that almost as many people in America so far, before we even understand the long-term effects of this poison, but almost as many people that died in America's Civil War in two years died, and I'm sorry, in four years, died in two years from these shots. There's a new preprint out uh, from Dr. Wilson Sai in Australia going through excess mortality in Australia, and they found that the excess death rate in 2021 was sevenfold higher than 2020. Okay, 2020 was the year of the pandemic without the amazing gene juice. And the excess deaths were sevenfold higher in 2021, but then 14 whole, 14-fold higher in 2022, when not only did you have the vaccines, but you had the boosters, and the dominant strain of COVID was broadly not thrombotic or pulmonary. It was kind of like a, a regular cold flu. And that's just for the first nine months, by the way, um, of hard data. They don't have the data for the rest of it, but but he uh, um, projects, based on that, a 19-fold increase overall that year in 2022. So roughly 11,000 excess deaths in Australia in 2021 and over 30,000 deaths, excess deaths, in 2022. I did the math. If you extrapolate for the U.S. population, that would work out to be 534,000 excess deaths in two years. And that's right on the money. Again, another way. We've done this about a dozen different ways. Right on the money with where we would expect the vaccine deaths to be so far. Um, Ethical Skeptic has a little higher, 565,000, although that probably includes the first two months of 2023 as well. But folks, 534,000 in two years. Remember, about, I think, 630,000 maybe died in four years in the Civil War. And this, my friends, is just the opening act. The opening act. But what's amazing is, Imagine something like that that we already know caused this amount of carnage. But yesterday, this is not even news anymore. The FDA approved the bivalent boosters for babies. So even after we know all the death and destruction for variants that literally don't exist. So you're training the body to respond inappropriately to what's out there. And it was based on... I think 23 babies, 23 sample size, no problem. 
and follow up the follow up couldn't have been too long. And again, it's all a fraud. But this is the point is even if you're a nerd who believes everything you read, this is what they're willing to do openly for a virus that was never a problem to them, for a variant that no longer exists. Four doses for infants are now approved. Four doses. Igor Chudov has a good substack out on this that really puts this in perspective. Um, at age 10 months, according to their schedule, if you start at six months, by the time you're 10 months, you could have four doses of mRNA. That's what they're recommending at CDC. Okay? It would turn out you get your primary series in three to eight weeks, and then you could wait eight weeks and get two more shots for the boosters. So you can get four shots from six months to 10 months. That's what they would have you do. Now, I understand most of us will laugh at this, that very few people are going to do this, and I get that. But you understand that this is what they're willing to do. And yes, most babies for daycare aren't mandated to get COVID boosters. But there were some that were originally doing it, the original series. And if not for the courts, California would have mandated, mandated this on school children. We're hanging by a thread on that. And what, what's going to happen with the RSV shot? What's going to happen with all these other things? And yet, despite it all, Despite the motivation is genocidal. There's no way around it now. Unambiguous, okay? Unambiguous. Straight through the front door. The Republican Party has nothing to say about it. No action. No impetus in Congress to take away the PREP Act and all these things. The uh, emergency use authorization. And all the things that grease the skids for this. And the state legislatures. Barely anything happening in most states. But this genocide is continuing. And Igor reminds us, he notes very, very apropos, if you're a baby six to ten months, a lot of babies are breastfeeding. So if you're getting four shots independently, guess what you're also getting? If the, I mean, by definition, if, if the baby is getting the shots, the mother certainly has a million shots because it's that type. We now know definitively from two studies, at least two studies, that the vaccine was found in the breast milk. So a 10-month-old baby, by the time a baby reaches 10 months old, theoretically, you could have up to eight COVID dose exposures during that time span, including pre-birth. It, it goes to the fetus, and it goes through the breast milk. And again, the clinical trial had 23 people for the whatever, six-month to two-year-old, 23-month or whatever. So this is where we are. And there is no impetus to do anything about it. I need you guys, and I know you've been so generous already, but if you could purchase a copy, an extra copy of Rise of the Fourth Reich, and send it to Mar-a-Lago, send it to Trump, this week in honor of his 15 days to flatten the curve and tell him it is unacceptable, unacceptable to take the side of pharma even more than Joe Biden and and not use his robust platform and voice for the vaccine injured, 
to go after this monopoly. And by the way, he promised that even before COVID. We'll get to that hopefully with a, with a video clip here. Um, but he promised that at the beginning of his presidency, of course, reverse course. Now, folks, very apropos to introduce the next thing I wanted to talk about. So this is what we know so far. What about the long term for people having this in their body? What is it going to mean? Very important supplement here, youthswitchmd.com slash conservative. Okay, this is something that is revolutionary. Um, it is revolutionary to extending your life span, totally reversing aging, helping improve your immune system, and just being healthier all around. What is you switch? It lengthens your telomeres. That's the you know the edges of the chromosomes that get eroded through transcription over time. The more the more work it does as you get older, the more it it shrinks and shrinking uh, ages you and erodes your immune system. There's tons of studies showing that the spike protein really, really targets your telomeres. So for those of you who worry about long COVID, long vaccine, this is the supplement for you. Um, it you know plays a key role in T-cell activation as well, fighting infections. That's why I rec- recommend you switch. I have my bottle right here. It's all natural, doctor-approved, manufactured right here in America. And if you go to youthswitchmd.com slash conservative right now to order your youth switch today, guess what? You get five gifts with it, complimentary. So number one is a free bottle of Ageless Brain, a great product to help improve your focus, memory, and mood. And then four bonus eBooks um, on how to boost every aspect of health and longevity outside the box ideas that you're certainly not gonna hear in the media. So for Youth Switch plus five bonus gifts, let's go to youthswitchmd.com slash conservative. So very apropos to understanding DNA and how it works, now, I really need to get someone on the show to do a presentation on this, maybe Dr. McKernan himself, um, but I'll do as best as I can. So obviously, there's concern about the mRNA circulating in your body, indefinitely coating your body to produce the spike. There's concern about the lipid nanoparticles, the material um, that, uh, that, that they're made out of all the inflammation it does. And then obviously the mRNA reverse transcribing into your DNA, like the Swedish study we have, and damaging your DNA, altering your DNA, and prohibiting or inhibiting uh, cell repair, c- cellular repair. So all of that is, is something we've been talking about. But there's a new concern. You might have seen this. The Epoch Times has had an article on it. Dr. Jessica Rose has covered this in detail about the findings from Dr. Kevin McKernan. It's the first of its kind, and nobody has done this. So like everything else, there's no no one refuting this. He's the only one bothering to look at this. What about dangerous DNA itself floating around in your body? So we're worried about the mRNA reverse transcribing into your DNA, but the mRNA itself, how is it produced, especially in mass? It's produced through DNA, actually. There's DNA that's part of the ingredient of the shot. And I'm just going to 
try to give it over in the way I understand it from reading Dr. Jessica Rose and, and a couple others, their pieces on this. So what Dr. Kevin McKernan found in his study is that a good number of the vaccine vials are contaminated with DNA left over from E. coli bacteria. So basically, you have something called plasmids that have been found circulating all over people after their shots. Plasmids are DNA molecules that can replicate, usually within bacteria, and that's where they're called from. Plasmids are circular DNA. So they're not that linear strand that you, you know, see in the you know, typical picture of a DNA. It's, it's like a circle, like a ring. And what that does is it, is it somehow makes it that the edges don't erode because it goes in a circle. It's not, it doesn't have edges at the top and bottom. So it's much more stable and it replicates much more efficiently. And again, that's how you understand this, this youth switch supplement with the erosion of telomeres. It, it, it erodes, I, my understanding at least, is on the, on the edges. So this doesn't have edges. It's circular. So that's why it's a very, um, it's, it's very desirable if you want to make a stable product that replicates more efficiently, you're going to go with plasmids, uh, the circular DNA that's culled from bacteria to produce this sort of long-lasting, durable mRNA. And, 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 and basically, this is the raw material that's needed to make the mRNA, which codes the spike protein. So they use this bacteria as the production vessel to mass-produce crazy amounts of mRNA. Okay, so that's that's what this is. Now, if it's a good product, well, then I guess that's a good thing. But if it's a bad product, which we know it to be, if it's poison, well, this is devastating. What this means is that in addition to the mRNA coating our body indefinitely to produce bad stuff, you have this residual DNA, the raw ingredients to make the, the RNA, that could potentially have an infinite shelf life within your body, constantly producing bad stuff. But it's a it's a double-edged sword. It in itself produces bad stuff. And like any bad stuff, foreign matter found in your body, it induces your immune system to attack itself because it perceives that as a as a perpetual threat. And that's all of your autoimmune issues that you're seeing. So this is an entire another sphere of this that really, really perhaps is the biggest long-term concern of, of the shots. Assuming you didn't get a dud, assuming it, it, it didn't attenuate, assuming you know it was the dose wasn't high enough to overcome your metabolism or you know, it wasn't stored properly. They, you know, again, there, there clearly are a lot of people that didn't have problems with this and aren't going to have problems with this. It doesn't mean everyone will. But basically, and this is from Will Jones of The Daily Skeptic. So he talks about Dr. McKernan's work. The Moderna vaccine appeared to contain DNA contamination at, a, at around the safe level set by the European Medicines Agency, at the equivalent of one part per 3,000 mRNA molecules. So again, mRNA itself is poison, but you know, they, they approved it, but they recognized that you don't want the DNA plasmid contamination that was used to make it still present in the product. 
But the Pfizer vaccine, on the other hand, was found to contain DNA contamination at 10 times the safe level, at one plasmid per 350 mRNA molecules rather than one per 3,000. But now McKernan and his team have undertaken further analysis and found that the level of DNA contamination is much greater than originally reported, with up to 35% of the vaccine product being this composed of this DNA contamination. This equates to 20 to 35% of nucleic acid in each vaccine being expression vector. Expression vector. It could express. Transcribed in your body. This several orders of magnitude over the EMA's limit um, with these levels of contamination. RT activity from line one is not a prerequisite for genome integration. Um, Dr. Rose explains this means each dose may contain trillions of DNA molecules, a hundred times greater than previously reported. The leftover expression vectors used to manufacture the mRNAs are at contamination levels 100-fold higher than originally proposed and imply trillions of DNA molecules per dose. This has implications for integration into our genome. So this is something to watch. You tell me, my friends, you tell me how this is not the biggest pro-life issue of humanity, of human history. And it's like, I've seen things like, Someone, someone messaged me on Twitter. Well, you know, I like the way Christy Nome did it better than DeSantis. I don't think the government should be taking a position because he was referring to me talking about how absurd it is that to this day, Florida is the only one recommending against these baby shots that they're putting out and then really putting out informed consent and warnings about the shot in general for everyone. And they're like, I, I like Christy Nome. She's like, it's all good. It's all good. You know, we're just, you know, and first of all, it's not true because. She's not being neutral because her Department of Health, there's no neutrality. It's not just not recommending against it. They're marketing, funding, distributing, and recommending for it. I, I, so, I mean, it's a stupid statement. It's the other way around. It's not It's not hands off. Um, but, I mean, is there a single Republican state that has taken the the direction on abortion that, hey, you know, do what you want. You can get it. You cannot get it. It's not for the government to get involved. I mean, I thought the bedrock of anyone who calls themselves a conservative or even a Republican and pro-life is that if you believe something is murder, you know, the, the, the state has to stand against it. I mean, this is a hundred times worse than abortion. On so many ways, the way it's so subtle and people don't know and don't have informed consent and get it willingly without knowing this. And the amount of people it's going to kill long term at all stages of life from fetuses to babies to, you know, everyone through through seniors at the end of their life. And after everything we know, I don't nothing happens, nothing changes. I don't know what needs to come out about this to change. But either way, we need to take our own health in our hands. That's why I recommend Jace Case from Jace Medical. They provide five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. What do you mean emergency use? Well, you just go to the pharmacy, get your doctor to write it. Yeah, well, (laughs) there's shortages of amoxicillin and azithromycin. So they have a case of five courses of Life-saving antibiotics used for everything from skin infections, UTIs, respiratory infections, um, 
make sure you have this on hand for the zombie apocalypse that has already hit us. Um, the U.S. relies, according to the University of Minnesota, on overseas for 18 of 21 critical antibiotics and 72% of all the precursor ingredients, mainly from China and India. So you better get this while you can. It's it's a, a doctor-created, doctor-recommended, so it's not just a pharmacy dispensing it online, but they have doctors prescribing legal valid prescription. So you're going to need to go to jacemedical.com, fill out your questionnaire takes about 10 minutes like you know just like we did with with uh, some other companies as well that were doing ivermectin um so jacemedical.com enter code review code review r-e-v-i-e-w as in conservative review review at checkout for discount promo code review to get your discount and make sure you have this in your survival kit that's jace case from jacemedical.com offer code review so we have this genocide taking place as they recommend out in broad daylight. Yeah, it kills people. Yeah, there's only 23 babies. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, the, I mean, this is unbelievable. The, the variants don't exist. Meaning, when you're doing a bivalent shot, what are you saying? Oh, we needed to update it because there's new variants and the old ones don't exist. Well, CDC, you go to their variant thing, um, B4 and B5 don't exist. There are other things. They're openly committing genocide. There's no backstop. I think you guys need to understand that. There is nothing they won't push on you. Nothing. And by the way, speaking of which, some of you might have seen this, but this is from the Wall Street Journal. Pfizer agrees to buy Sagan for $43 billion. That's a, that's a pretty big purchase. Well, what's Sagan? They hold a portfolio of pioneering class of targeted cancer drugs. Oncology continues to be the largest growth driver in global medicine, said Albert, Albert Borla of Pfizer. And this acquisition will enhance Pfizer's position in this important space and contribute meaningfully to the achievement of Pfizer's near and long-term financial goals. I mean, he's like, near and long-term. So they j- just like with Moderna creating the mRNA heart medication, so it damages, the shots damage your heart, and then they're there to sell you the rope to hang yourself. So they're doing the same thing with cancer. They know about the turbocharged cancers. They're not stupid. See, you guys would think, Daniel, this can't be true. They wouldn't get away with it. Y- yes, they do. The FDA openly... Puts kill shots out with 23 babies in the trial for a thing that expired, and it, no one protests it. I'm saying, why shouldn't they do it? There's no amount of poison they they could sell you that will get flagged by the political system, by the legal system. So they're now openly bragging about padding their fini- financial goals with cancer medications which, of course, won't work like everything else they do, when they know exactly what's causing this. It's, it, this is truly, truly unreal, the times we're living in. By the way, speaking of um, therapeutics, where is this? Um, well, first, before the therapeutics, there's one, one other thing I wanted to get to. Um there, there, a couple of weeks ago, the largest of its kind Saudi study 
has now linked a rare COVID vaccine-related injuries. They call it rare, but it's not rare. To the onset of autoimmune disease, including um, lupus. They tapped into sources, including the hospital's electronic medical records, finding 31 patients with new onset of of, um, lupus or a severe exacerbation of an existing condition, including patients with connective tissue disorders, vasculitis, as well as neurologic diseases. So, I mean, the autoimmune is going to be out of control. And by the way, the same way that hydroxychloroquine helped with COVID, um, you know, one of the big things it's used for, which is why we know it's safe in pregnant women, is for lupus. It's all connected. Um, so that that's that. Uh, the, the thing I want to mention about selling us um, biologics, uh, so it's funny how we talked about later in the pandemic that one of the most potent inhibitors of respiratory viruses is betadine nasal spray. You, betadine is known to kill. That's why they use it for surgical rub. It kills everything it's on. And, you know, you, you make sure you take from the store. It's 10% what you get. You dilute it with saline or distilled water, and you make it about 1%. So nine parts of uh, saline, one part iodine, puts it around 1%. Some could say you could even go as low as 0.5%. And you just shoot that thing up, you know, early prophylaxis, you know, you think you're exposed, you think you just got it early and often, and it will crush the viral load. You know, do like four times a day. It's part of the FLCC's protocol. By the way, I will be on the FLCC telecast tonight. Um, If you want to join that, you go to their website. They have their Wednesday night telecast. I'll be on that, um, along with Senator Johnson, together with Drs. Merrick and, and, and Corey, But the Defense Innovation Unit has now gotten in on this concept of nasal sprays. So the Defense Innovation Unit, collaborating with the Joint Project Manager for Chemical, Biological, Radiological, Nuclear, Medical, under the Vaccine Acceleration by Modular Progression Program, (laughs) announced the launch of Project Panacea. This 18-month project is focused on prototyping a small molecule nasal spray as prophylaxis for a variety of respiratory diseases, including novel viruses and emerging variants of existing viruses. Um, so a couple things here. So it, it just goes to show, you know, the, I, I, I lose track. There's DARPA, this chemical biologics program. There's, there's... I don't know if this is the same one, JPM, CBRN, medical. I don't know if that's a different one than chemical and biologics. The Defense Innovation Unit and Vaccine Acceleration by Modular Progression Program. I mean, the amount of things they have with germ warfare is is absurd. So, like, this is the sort of gain of function that needs to be shut down and investigated, but Congress has not really touched. They're still focusing just on Fauci and, and NIAID. But this is where it's at. Um, do you really think they're going to concoct something that is safe and effective? We have betadine. What more do you need? Okay? If the virus is just there earlier, it's going to kill it. 
What do you think they're going to do? And by the way, it's also a tacit admission that their vaccines are garbage, that they understand with respiratory, that they say respiratory diseases. It, it, that's a tacit admission of what Fauci himself admitted in, in, in the paper he co-authored in January in, in Cell publication that if you're not dealing with the respiratory tract off the bat, even before you get to the negative of efficacy and the damage and the you know safety issues, it's just not going to be effective. These antibody-based, you know, IgG vaccines are just IgG-inducing vaccines are just not going to work for that. So, again, you might not see evidently that you have to do social distancing and masking and even new mandates on you now. It appears like that's over, but I'm just telling you, this ain't over. They're using everything they did and to this day successfully got away with to grease the skids even further. And this leads me into the next segment of the show. So, what's the first part of that verse in Chronicles? We need men understanding the time. So we talk about trying to understand the time on this biological warfare issue and how more people are dying from this than anything ever before. But now we need people who know what we ought to do. So we have Donald J. Trump running for president. Now, one thing is he's running as if this is 2016. I mean, really, the theme of what he's doing is this is 2016. It's literally as if he was never president and it's 2016 and all these things he's promising as if he was never president. But the reality is not only was he president, but he was president at the pivotal time of all of this. And again, he supported all of it. He not just supported it, he catalyzed it. And Jeffrey Tucker, who's just been amazing, amazing the whole time at Brownstone, he has an interesting article out. And he focuses based on Kushner's book, Deborah Burks's book, Mike Pence's book, and some other sources. And he raises a very concerning question about Trump. So, more and more, he and those behind him are claiming that he left it to the states. Okay, that's what he did. He left it to the states. Yeah, he, he wasn't hand, hands-on. But the reality is the White House at the time did everything possible with phone calls and threats and they threatened DeSantis as well and bribes to lock down. Okay, this wasn't some deep state. This was the White House itself. Not some, you know, part some office in Fauci's NIAID or, or CDC. And, you know, he goes through the obvious tweets where he bashes Sweden, Trump bashes Georgia for opening up. And... People forget, it's not just the vaccines. This man defended his lockdowns as saving millions, at least until 2022. Now, you could look it up if you find it within the last year, but I haven't found him countermanded. I just haven't found him talking about it in the last year, because why would he? He's kind of, you know, hasn't said anything. But 
I'm talking about even where Democrats moved on from it. He was bragging about his lockdown saving millions of people. And this is a tweet from him on April 13th, which was almost a month into this. For the purpose of creating conflict and confusion, some of the fake news media are saying that it is the governor's decision to open up the states, not that of the president. Let it be fully understood that this is incorrect. And he, and he makes it very clear, I'm the guy in charge. The decision to lock down took place literally on this anniversary three years ago. It was over a weekend inside the White House. President with Trump were Burks, Kushner, Fauci, Pence, and Scott Gottlieb. Literally, the Pfizer dude. And then two of Kushner's loser friends, Nat Turner and Adam Bowler. Those were the people in the room. Every one of them a leftist. Every one of them a globalist. Every one of them a biomedical fascist. The story, as we know, it goes like this, that there was a virus circulating around. The main goal in public health was to minimize cases. Um, and, you know, they, they just wanted to mitigate that. Trump, known to be a germaphobe and believing strongly in his own prowess, agreed and bought the idea that he could shut down society for two weeks and then turn it on again. His advisors convinced him that this was the right and brave thing to do. He'd be celebrated as a hero. There's every evidence that he believed this. Trump said in the infamous March 16th presser, if everyone makes this change or these critical changes and sacrifices now, we will rally together as one nation. We'll defeat the virus. We're going to have a big celebration together. And that's what it was. And then, and then it came then, and he said, we need another 30 days. Another 30 days. Now, we're told that Trump was duped. But which in itself is bizarre. Because they say he's the alpha male. This is the guy we need. And then every time we bring something up, well, he was tricked. The deep state was even worse than we thought. Now, again, they use the deep state for everything, but this is not the deep state. These are very known. Deep state are like, career bureaucrats you never heard of that kind of sabotage things. These are the shallow state people, his own appointees. I mean, he appointed Scott Gottlieb as FDA administrator. But actually, he says, the more I think about it, you know, it's not so much that he was duped. What if the real story is slightly different? What if Trump himself was a gung-ho for lockdowns as, as anyone else in the room? What if he didn't really need convincing, but rather was happy to let others take the credit for having convinced him? How do we know for sure that Trump was not selling his advisors rather than the other way around? And that's an interesting question. Either way, it doesn't matter. Whether you're just a fool duped into it or downright the, the main force behind it, I don't care. But a guy like that is not going to be a force for good. And with that, I want to play, and it's going to be a little bit of time, about two-minute clip, because it's so, so important, from RFK Jr., who has, who has you know dedicated his life to fighting this. And we all know he was right. He had a very candid interview he gave, and some of you might have heard of this, but for those of you who haven't, this is very important. Take a listen right here. 
presidential candidates, whether it's Obama or President Trump or Biden, come into office saying, I'm going to get rid of the swamp. I'm going to get rid of the corruption. But then they get in there and something happens. You know, Trump, Trump got in there saying, I'm going to get rid of the swamp. He asked me to be on a vaccine safety commission. When that news got out, Pfizer gave him a million dollars for the inauguration and then for his inaugural party. And then he appointed two of Pfizer's lobbyists, Scott Gottlieb and Alex Azar, to run HHS. And they killed the Vaccine Safety Commission. And then Gottlieb went to serve on Pfizer's board. That is the swamp. And, you know, when these guys get in there, they what happens to them, they they either get co-opted because all the money and because all the congressional chairs are are captured by those agencies. So they can't do anything unless they do what they're told or they just get overwhelmed because these agencies are so huge and the corruption is so entrenched in them that um, that they don't know how to fix it. They don't know how they're not going to go in the weeds and fix it. So they appoint somebody safe to run that agency, you know, somebody like Pete Buttigieg, who's not going to fix it, who's going to basically make sure that he doesn't embarrass the presidency over the next four years. And he's safe and, and he doesn't know how to run that agency or fix it. He relies on the guys who've been there for 20 years to make sure nothing bad happens that's going to embarrass the president. And they also have all these different capacities for committing civil disobediences, if he does something they don't like, they know how to kind of bring the economy down, bring the country down, bring the, you know, they're the guys who make the railroads run on time. And if, if they, if you do something they don't like, they can stop the railroads from running on time and cause, you know, a lot of embarrassment. So folks, that is a, a bombshell from RFK. First of all, Trump called off this commission on vaccines that he promised to hold. And Bill Gates, by the way, takes credit for that, and Trump never denied it. Then he explains why the swamp never gets drained. I think in general, that was a very important – I think he summed it up very well, even forgetting about Trump, just how the swamp gets drained. People just want to coast. They don't want to shake things up. They say, oh, I'm going to change Washington. But then the reality is they they, they want to coast. They don't want to get in the weeds on policy, like he said. And in the meantime, the deep state has an apparatus – to set up to engage in total disobedience and sabotage. They don't want to shake the earth, so they allow it to go on autopilot. DeSantis actually did everything he promised to do and didn't do and still promises as if he wasn't president. He remade the Department of Health and Department of Education in his state. Remember you had that whole Rebecca Jones thing at the Department of Health? That was kind of their deep state in Florida and was fighting him. You know, fired her, took on a lot of political capital to do all that. Trump got in there and basically got in bed with Scott Gottlieb of Pfizer. I mean, it's not just that, like, these things are incidental. Trump made these people his leaders. So Fauci, you could say, was always the legacy guy there. But Burks was his promotion. No, Daniel, that was Mike Pence. Yeah, but what the heck? You can't have it both ways. Either you're the alpha, either the freaking buck stops here, or you're or you're malvolent and malfeasant. 
<laughs> but either you're weak or malfeasant. and it's one of the two. You can't have it both ways, that he's so strong, but nothing is his fault. And then again, even if that was Pence's original choice, he kept her on and on and on and on after we begged him to stop. All those days and weeks we did shows begging him to do the right thing. We acted as if this is distant history. Three years ago this started today. It's ridiculous. And then Scott Gottlieb, he appointed all these people. He noticed, RFK noticed a big change in him. And the reality is, Trump acts like this big populist man of the people, and he's got his whole rally and roadshow on really good. And I think he's a complicated person, and I think there is an element of him that does sympathize. But the problem is, like, everything with Trump is he's a, he's, he's a, he's a bag of mixed messages and contradictions. He doesn't get the mutual exclusivity of things. And, 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 and people aren't going to want to hear it, but there are two lethal things to him that the mixture is toxic. Toxic. And that's narcissism mixed with ignorance. He doesn't want to learn policy, and it's all about him. And you mix those two together, it's done. So everything is going to be all about his honor at any given point. So if the media makes a big deal about something, sometimes he'll push back, but other times he'll want to champion rather than uproot the media narrative. Oh, I'm going to do the best lockdown. I'm going to do the best ventilator. I'm going to do the best vaccines. He'll want to be the doggy. Oh, we're playing fetch down. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Let me run out and do it. And then obviously he doesn't understand policy. So I think I think he does recognize injustices committed by the elite's working with government against the people. But then, you know, his old kind of real estate mogul, New York values kicks in, and he still is impressed. He, he's very impressed by resumes. Remember with Rex Tillerson and Mattis, he would talk about their resumes, and we were like, no, these are the very people you promised to get rid of. Why are you appointing new ones? Not deep state, shallow state. Why? You know what they do, but he's impressed by it. It's a similar thing, and just to interject here with the banking news, Trump loved near-negative interest rates. He loved the pumping, the pumping that allowed this to happen, that allowed this whole banking crisis. He loved it because he worked in that world, and I, I, I get it. Who doesn't want easy credit? But when you have an, you know, the bottom line is the market needs to set the rates. You can't have the Federal Reserve literally engaging in five-year Stalinist central planning. And it harms savers and consumers the most. People that are really into hedge funds or, or even not hedge funds, but you're, you're kind of a wealthy, independent investor, that's what you want. I get it. But Trump was the biggest fan of that. Take a listen. This is a clip, by the way, of Trump um, in Davos, of all places, at the WEF conference in January 2020, right before COVID, right, be, you know, right before this. This is a clip from Yahoo News on, on, on the part of Trump's speech he spoke about Federal Reserve rates. Uh, take a listen here. 
All right, let's turn back to our beloved friends in Davos. Donald Trump in the spotlight today, delivering his speech in front of the global elite, talking about his big wins on the economic and trade front, but also once again taking a shot at the Fed. The Fed has raised rates too fast and lowered them too slowly. And even now, as the United States is by far the strongest economic power in the world, it's not even close. It was going to be close, but a lot of good things happened to us and some not so good things happened to certain other places. They're forced to compete, and we compete with nations that are getting negative rates, something very new, meaning they get paid to borrow money, something that I could get used to very quickly. Love that. So you heard that. He was like, yeah, I love this pump into negative interest rates. I could certainly get used to that. Yeah, but the reality is, you know where we are now. Because of that, all these banks overextended themselves. And now they have all these long-term bonds that are worth 75, 80 cents on the dollar. So there's this paper, academic paper at SSRN server out, Monetary Tightening and U.S. Bank Fragility in 2023, Mark-to-Market Losses and Uninsured Depositor Runs, that basically there's the U.S. banking system's market value of assets is $2 trillion lower than suggested by their book value of assets because of the rate increases. But again, the rate increases were only needed because of the inflation, which was created from the endless printing and the crazy low interest rates for that long, all to prop up the wealthy elites, and as I have a column out today explaining, to prop up things like green energy that could have never been financed off of, you know, four, five, six percent interest rates. That's a big part of it is the green energy stuff. So they found that mark-to-market bank assets have declined by an average of 10% across the, all banks, but the bottom 20% of banks had a decline, experienced a decline of 20%. And they note that um, if you look at Silicon Valley Bank, we compute similar incentives for a sample all of the U.S. banks that there's basically 10% of banks have larger unrecognized losses than those at Silicon Valley Bank. So this is a big deal. But a couple months, it was two months after that Trump clip at Davos, is when Trump not only pushed, advocated, browbeat, and signed the first $2 trillion fiscal stimulus and then the next $2 trillion, but the monetary pumping. I mean, he didn't directly do it, but he cheered it on. The Federal Reserve, he loved that. We are in this catch-22 economic banking and inflation crisis today because of his policy. It's not like, yeah, you are president. You could have done better. Well, no, Daniel, you can't expect too much. Dude, I'm the one who has low expectations of the presidency, which is why I'm not even focused on it that much. But these are the ones I think, oh, you got to elect Donald Trump as president. Everything's there. But they're like, ah, no, you know, there's a limit to how much a president could do. He he did a lot of good things. He couldn't do everything. No, it wasn't glass half empty. He initiated these policies. It's not like they were pre-existing and he just didn't get around to doing the right thing. He supported them. He supports it to this day. It's just so bizarre.
We act like it's 2016. And by the way, by the way, it is so apropos, so, so apropos, that as DeSantis came out with a blueprint on how other states could replicate Florida, what to do for the American people. Yes, it's a biography, yet autobiography. Yes, it's about himself. Yes, he wants to run for president. But there's always what are you going to do for the what are you going to do for the people? Literally, if you want to embody these two people in a in a in a tale of two books, Trump is coming out with the letters to Trump. The letters to Trump. It perfectly exemplifies him. It's letters of stars and famous people that are fans of his and wrote letters what a great person he is. No blueprint for what you're going to do, why you didn't do it, why you did the opposite then, what you've learned, your blueprint for how you actually will drain the swamp. And again, you can't drain the swamp if you yourself are part of it and your shallow state is. I'm sick of the deep state of hearing about it. It's the shallow state that's the problem. What do you think? DeSantis appointed a guy like Joe Latipo, who is putting out information trashing the vaccine, to drain the Department of Health. Trump appointed Scott Gottlieb and Debbie Burks and many other idiots because he was impressed by their resume at Pfizer. Then again, Trump is now praising Charlie Crist. Oh no, Florida... Florida was, was was just as good before he came there. He did nothing. Charlie Chris did a great job. This is what he said. Like, what? Are you retarded? Is he experiencing neurodegenerative problems from vaccine injury? No one says that. Literally, entire communities picked up and moved be- because of him. It's like, I know a bunch of people in Florida now, their only criticism of DeSantis is some of them don't want him to run for president because they don't want to lose out on him being governor. But this is how it is. It's all about me, 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 me. Narcissism and ignorance on policy. So you don't have men understanding of the times who know what ought to be done. Is this a man that's going to rectify the biggest issue of our time? Really, most issues, but this issue in particular. And you know another interesting thing? Trump complains incessantly about Fox News. But let's not forget that he is a creation of Fox News. When the primary was Cruz and Trump... Literally, not just Fox, but even Scarborough and many of the other, the liberal cable, they promoted Trump. Cruz was like the ad hoc Republican and Trump was the Democrat. They treated it like a general election dynamic. I can't believe how much political amnesia we have. So now Fox let him go. They're done with him because they're scared he's going to lose. That's why. It's not because of principle. But dude, this guy is a creation of the media. And again, it's not surprising that Trump's biggest issue is election integrity. Why? Because he has to save face because it's all about him. I can't be viewed as losing. So it's the election 
that was stolen is the problem. But again, I did a number of shows during his presidency when I was frantically pushing for him to do the right thing on illegal immigration and the right thing on crime and the right thing on so many issues. We did a lot of shows on on at least reforming the Motor Voter Act of 1993 because we had a lot of the courts were screwing with a lot of things the states were doing at the time and we needed to fix that. There was never any inkling from his administration that they wanted to deal with it. It's only when it becomes personal. So folks, we need we need his platform. He still has a big platform and we need him to do the right thing. Running for president is a big platform. To me, all the candidates discussing the vaccine is a win-win for us. Send him a copy of Rise of the Fourth Reich as we memorialize and commemorate this very, very dark week. The week in history that our life, liberty, and property were suspended. And the premise was set that we no longer have Republican representation. We no longer have democracy. We no longer have informed consent. We no longer have the Nuremberg Code. We no longer have fundamental rights. We no longer have the consent of the governed. And none of that has been repaired at a federal level. And very little of it, little of it has been repaired in a few states here and there, but not much in most places and not fully everywhere. But hopefully Florida will get there within the next few weeks. Folks, let me know what you think. Daniel Hurwitz at startmail.com is the email. At RM Conservative is the Twitter. Rise of the Fourth Reich is the book. Till tomorrow, God bless y'all, and thank you for listening. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road. You can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV.